0: Prayer is an amazing time with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But too often we come to Him without fully realizing the privilege or the power that is before us. When we pray and fully commit our hearts to the Lord, allowing Him to transform our lives and our minds, then we have full access to the power of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the Scriptures giving us a recipe for joy. Walk with us through the scriptures as Kim reveals the goodness of God through his mercy and grace of forgiveness.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And what an absolute blessing it is to be able to talk about the Lord and his forgiveness. What a privilege it is to be able to spend some time in his word, And just let him speak to our hearts. And that's what we are going to do over the next few moments is talk about a familiar person in the Bible, which is the psalmist David. And so often the psalmist David is given a pretty bad rap. I mean, he clearly uh, fell in and out of doing the right thing. But I think we often forget that the psalmist David was spoken by God himself as a man after God's own heart. That's how God described him. And I think we also forget that the psalmist David did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit as we who are believers after the cross have, because when Jesus went away, he sent his Holy Spirit, the comforter, to instruct us, to guide us, to lead us, and to teach us. And so our lives, though in this world we have trouble, we have an advocate with the Father the Holy Spirit, who enables us and empowers us to live the life that Jesus has asked us to live. David, on the other hand, was powerless within himself, and the Holy Spirit would light on him from time to time and anoint him, but he didn't have the constant indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yet he was a man after God's own heart. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would just speak through these lips of clay, that your word would go out and it would not return void as you have promised, and Lord, that we would be different because we have spent time in your word than we would be if we had not done so. Condition our heart, open our mind, and transform our lives, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I want to read in your hearing Psalms 86 verses 4 through 6. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. So I want you to think about what the psalmist David is is showing us, the model that he's giving us. Clearly, he knows that when he goes to the Lord, that the Lord is going to encourage him and lift up his soul. He's going to take him from a place of sadness and sorrow to a place of joy and contentment. Clearly, the psalmist David understands that when he's in trouble, he needs to go to the Lord for his help. And we see that all through the Psalms. And it's a truth that we as Christians today need to incorporate into our daily lives. We need to go to the Lord for our help, our strength, our guidance, and our directions. But what we also see is that the, Do- the Psalmist David in this particular passage is In need of forgiveness he's done something that he shouldn't have done and he's wanting the Lord to have mercy on him and he speaks to us with such clarity clarity he says he's plenteous in mercy for everybody who calls upon him and that the Lord is ready to forgive See, the devil will come at you if he hasn't already, and many times he will do this. Part of his arsenal of strategy of how to defeat the Christian is to get the Christian to live a defeated life. The psalmist David is telling us that you need to go to the Lord and you need to get your instructions from the Lord, and in prayer, you need to understand that God is listening to the request that you're making. And make your request be known unto God. And we're told that the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're told that in the New Testament, in Philippians. So we as Christians need to begin to look at what it means to live a victorious life And we can see both in the Old Testament and New Testament that it absolutely depends upon how much we depend upon God. For when we depend upon ourselves for our help and our instruction, our goodness, we are surely going to fail. But when we place our lives in the capable loving, caring hands of Almighty God, then we will live the life that he has intended us to live. And in John chapter 10 and verse 10, he tells us that that life is an abundant life. And so it strikes me amazingly how great David's faith is. He's longing to be released from his burdens and to be overcome with the joy of the Lord. And in this darkest downtrodden moment that David finds himself in, he turns to the Lord for his joy and his comfort. Now let's just stop here for a moment. Where do you go for your joy and your comfort? Now there are many people who need help. Uh, they have chemical imbalances, medical conditions, or something that may cause them to, to have some depression in their lives. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the individual who simply chooses to live like Eeyore. Oh, woe is me. Nobody loves me. Nothing's good. That's the person I'm talking about, the one whose mind has been held captive by the devil who is feeding them lies that they're no good, that there's no hope, that there's no help. The psalmist David shows us that we don't have to live a perfect life for the perfect God to love us and to keep us and to hold us and to take care of us. And we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us, as I said earlier, that can help us and comfort us and instruct us and to keep us and empower us to live the life that God has intended for us to live. But we must heed the words of the Holy Spirit and we must follow his commands and directions. We must live a life that is pleasing to the Lord by obeying the word of God and by drawing close to him. And he promises that if you draw close to him, he'll draw close to you. This choice of living a defeated life is just that. It's a choice. Because we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. So if we find ourselves listening to the lies of the devil, it's no wonder that we are living a defeated life, that we don't have the joy of the Lord, and that we are not effective in his witness of all that God does for us. Because what we're saying is God dwells in me and I don't care. Now you probably wouldn't say that intentionally, but when you ignore this Holy Spirit who is speaking to you. When you neglect to spend time in the word of God, when you don't want to have companionship and fellowship with Jesus, that is what you're saying. You're saying you're not important to me. And the Ten Commandments tell us that there to be no other gods before him in our lives, and so he has to be the one true living God, and we must commit ourselves to serving him. We must commit our lives to bringing him glory. And so this psalmist David, in his time where he's overcome with problems and perhaps even guilt, and he's in his darkest moment, he has the answer that we are to follow. Because from the depths of David's heart, he believes in the goodness of God. He says, Lord, thou art good. God isn't only good, God is ready to forgive. He's so good, he'll overlook your faults. He loves you despite of who you are. I believe that when David is praying to the Lord in this passage of Scripture, that he is speaking the goodness of God into his life. I believe he's breathing the truths of God into his room so that he can remind himself that God isn't only good, he forgives, and that God still loves him. See, instead of dwelling on anything the devil would be putting in his mind or any obstacles that might be laying in front of him, he is dwelling on the truth and focusing on the goodness of God. And we as Children of God must keep our mind focused on the truth, and that is God is good. God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God is absolutely willing to help, and he is saving us not only from our sins, but from the things and the snares of the devil. And he's given us an entire wardrobe in Ephesians chapter 6 to put upon ourselves that we might be able to withstand anything that the devil throws at us. See, I believe that we see in this passage of scripture that David is telling us, as we read what he says to the Lord, he's saying, I don't want anything. Between me and God. And so he's faithfully seeking God and his forgiveness. He is reminding himself that the Lord will hear his voice and his supplications, his requests. He teaches us that even though he didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that he still had a necessity to have constant communication with God. And people, we have constant communication with God because we do have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we have the opportunity to know what is right in every moment, in every situation, in every circumstance. Because if we will listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, then dwells inside of us you cannot make the wrong decision you cannot do the wrong thing and you will always live the abundant life that god has promised us but for some stinking crazy reason we don't listen because we have heard the lies of the devil and we've opened some gate some door We've plowed some fertile ground for that seed of that lie, that seed of that doubt, that seed of that unbelief. Somehow we've watered it and we've developed it, and we just put this wall in our hearts between us and the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit speaks after a little while, when you've ignored him long enough, you can't even hear him. It's like noise canceling headphones. The noise is still going. He's still speaking. He's still begging you, but you have put the world so deep within you, and you've been so accustomed to listening to the lies of the devil that you have drowned out the sweet, still voice of Almighty God in the form of the Holy Spirit. We need to focus on the goodness of God. We need to strive to live holy lives that are pleasing to the Lord. We need to have a life that is so focused on God and so intent on spending time with him that we have a routine of prayer and a routine of Bible study. And when we have an extra moment in time, we're not just killing time, we're developing our soul because we'll quote a verse in our head or we'll look through the scriptures and find another truth. But we are constantly reminding ourselves of who God is, of what God can do, of how much God loves us. We're filling our homes with his presence. We allow his word to be spoken openly. We worship with praise. We hear his music. We spend time speaking to a God that is real who is begging you to come unto me give me your heavy burdens and I will give you rest ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you let me spend my time with you hear my voice heed my words that's what the Holy Spirit is telling us and we must surround ourselves with the word of God with the practices that God has enabled us to have and privileged us which is to have access to the throne of God because we can pray at any moment and daily he loads us with benefits and if you've got nothing else to say thank you is always in order God hears and in this passage of scripture David is explaining us that see there are occasions when we give into the world and we need to know like the psalmist David that God forgives our sins, and he sends them away completely because he destroys them, because his blood washes us white as snow. That's the lie the devil will try to keep telling you so that you just look at your mistakes, you look at your shortcomings, you look at your failings, and they add up, and you think, oh, my goodness, I've built a wall of shortcomings between me and the Lord. You're not that strong, nothing will keep you from the love of God. We're told that in Romans chapter 8. And he's begging you and all through the scriptures, but especially in Hebrews chapter 4, and we begin in verses 14 through 16. And he's, he's, not, he's a high priest that was tempted like us. We are yet without sin. And he tells us to come boldly to, through the throne of grace that we may obtain help in time of trouble. We can obtain help in time of trouble, just like the psalmist David did in his darkest moments when he called upon the Lord and he understood the goodness of God. See, our burdens are no longer ours to carry, but they're his to forgive when we repent, turn away from the sin, and ask him to forgive us. Rest assured, you've done nothing to separate you from God. But if you don't call upon him, and receive him as savior there's a time that you will be separated from god and that's eternity you're going to spend eternity either in heaven or in hell there are no other options the bible says that if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that's a daily cleansing but he also says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and that's a repentance prayer John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the salvation prayer. Lord, forgive me, for I'm a sinner. Who's a sinner? We're all sinners. and Romans 3.23, says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And what are the results of sin? We're told that the results of sin for the wages of sin is death. That the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin will take you further than you want to go. Cost you more than you want to pay. And keep you longer than you want to stay. Sin is a destroying mechanism of the devil. It destroys homes, families, lives, and souls. But the answer is Jesus who said come unto me. The answer is Jesus says, call unto me and I will save you. The answer is Jesus who took the burden of our sin and bore it on the cross of Calvary and with his own life and his precious blood paid it in full for those who will receive and call upon him. It's as simple as acknowledging that you're a sinner and the scriptures that we have spoken in your hearing have proven that. And believing, again, the scriptures that we have spoken in your hearing have told us that when you believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God, you shall be saved. And then we are asked to confess our sins. And we saw in 1 John 1, 9 that he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we're also told in Romans chapter 10 and verses 9-10 this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That, my friends is the God that is ready to forgive. And the psalmist David knew that. And he implores us through this passage in Psalms 86, 4 through 6, that I'm going to read in your hearing again right now. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In this passage of Psalms 86, verses 4 through 6, the psalmist David is imploring each of us to come to the Lord for whatever we need, for he is good. Come for the blessings that you need, come for the help that you need, come for the forgiveness that you need, because he is the only one who can forgive And come with great confidence and assurance that he is hearing you and that his mercy is plenteous and that you, regardless of what you have done or haven't done, right now at this moment can both receive salvation and forgiveness. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you.
0: Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com w-a-t-w-m where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.